Thank you for listening to the Shock Fantasy Podcast. Shock Fantasy is your home for the busy players' fantasy information. At Shock Fantasy, we provide quick-hitting charts, graphics, and dashboards to help you win in season-long, in best ball, in DFS, and in Dynasty Leagues. I'm Matt Harrison, longtime co-host of the longest-running fantasy football show in the history of the world, Fantasy Football Weekly. Shock Fantasy is what I use to prep for my deep dives into the matchups on Fantasy Football Weekly, and you can have all the access to the same data that helps me win. If you're not already a member of Shock Fantasy, use the promo code POTATO, that's P-O-T-A-T-O, to get your Shock Fantasy season-long, year-long pass for only $25. That's only 6.9 cents per day. Remember to use the promo code POTATO at checkout at shockfantasy.com. That's shockfantasy.com, promo code POTATO. Now, on with the podcast. Now, first off, how would we describe shock? (laughs) Welcome to the fantasy. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Man, you are one pathetic loser. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. I was desiring to tell you the truth that the sum of the parts is the base of the root. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Shock Fantasy. This is Matt Harrison. Oh, man, what a day. And you know what? I, I, I try to bring the pep and I put the pep in my step as much as I can every time I do a podcast or a radio show, but holy man, this has just been a day. And I, a few of you probably saw it on Twitter. It's just been a negative cloud around today. And, you know, the parenting stuff is not always easy. It was a tough day at home with some of my kids. And you know what? I just want to be real about it. Things are weird and and you power through and, you know, you have a nice crown royal and apple to end your day uh, and, <laughs> and you move on to the next day and you hope it's better. Uh, but I still wanted to bring you guys a podcast tonight. It's not the uh, it's not the hardcorest of the, I should say, waiver wires that we've had in the past. But uh, there's some definite guys that you want to pick up. And I wanted to make sure that I brought it to all of the loyal Shock Fantasy podcast fans. Uh, all like, you know, eight of you. Uh, speaking of eight of you, um, since since I was feeling down, I was like, you know what? Let's try to make people feel better. So I have a secret promo code. It's out there. It's right now. The promo code is MAGIC. And it is only for the two Shock Fantasy hats on the website. It'll get you $5 off of the hats. It'll knock it down to 32 bucks. Uh, hence the 32, hence Magic Johnson. See how it all comes together? Yeah. Anyway, uh, giving that discount to the first five people who sign up with the promo code MAGIC. If you're thinking about uh, getting a Shock Fantasy hat and you're kicking the tires on it, this is probably the best chance. It's going to stop the sixth person from using the discount code. So uh, you got to be one of the first five to order one of those. I would do it probably tonight. ShockFantasy.com in the shop pick out the thunder snow or the squall use the promo code magic you get five bucks off and i'll uh put it in a box and ship it out to you all right let's go to this week's waiver wire and like i said 
not as impressive as some of the waiver wires in the past, but uh, there's definitely a little bit of gold that uh, can be found here, especially with a few injuries at the running back position. But as always, we start with hit it, Brandon. Quarterback. Oh, yeah. That uh, stings the nostrils. That's what that does right there. Little sippy sippy. All right. Teddy Bridgewater. He's 12% owned. He gets Atlanta this week. And Bridgewater, he's been an actually a pretty good passer so far in this Carolina offense. Uh, four touchdowns, or sorry, he's had over 70 completion, 70% completions on the season. Uh, he's looking really good as being a game manager in that offense. He hasn't thrown a lot of touchdown passes, but Atlanta is a team that you can throw a lot of touchdown passes. They've given up exactly four touchdown passes in three of their last four games. And Atlanta has allowed a minimum of 316 passing yards to every quarterback they've faced this year. I can't believe Dan Quinn still has a job. It probably is on the heels of them having a short week this week, uh, coming into whatever their bye week is. I would imagine that he's gone. But Teddy Bridgewater has a great shot to be kind of a plug-and-play quarterback this week, especially if you're missing a guy like Aaron Rodgers or Matthew Stafford, who's on bye this week. Bridgewater's a great fill-in. Let's talk about another one. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's only 26% owned. He's home for Miami this week. And you got to imagine that he's back in play with Nick Mullins and CJ Beathard not faring very well against the Eagles last week. And it's a good matchup. They're at home against the Dolphins, and they've allowed 275 or more passing yards in three straight games with six touchdown passes in that span. Jimmy G gets George Kittle back, which he didn't have the last time we saw him play. Uh, I think that he's a pretty good add. By the way, none of these quarterbacks, I think, are anybody that you're going to have to spend too much on. It's a 2% blind bidding recommendation on both Bridgewater or Jimmy G. A little bit more if you're in a super flex and you need a guy this week, but I imagine if you're in a super flex, they're already gone. Uh, Daniel Jones is the last guy I'll mention, and he was a guy that a lot of pundits in the industry really liked going into this year. Uh, the offensive line's been an absolute mess. Saquon, obviously gone. That hurts his chances a lot. He's still 29% owned. Out of these three quarterbacks, he's the most owned. Well, this week he gets Dallas, and Dallas is one of those kind of plug-and-play defenses because their defense is just terrible. They've allowed 11 touchdown passes in just the last three weeks. And I think this is probably just a one-week play for Daniel Jones. But again, if you need a guy to replace Rodgers or Stafford because they're not playing this week due to their bye, uh, I think Jones, Jimmy G, or Teddy Bridgewater, all good plays this week. Time to move on to the... Running back. Oh, there it is. D, apostrophe, Ernest Johnson, 0.4% owned. You might be asking... Who the heck is this guy? Well, he's the other running back on the Cleveland Browns. And since Nick Chubb is going to be out for a few weeks and now on IR, Kareem Hunt will be in the Nick Chubb role. But they've used the committee backfield all year long. And guess who had the most carries for the Browns last week? It was D. Ernest Johnson. 13 carries for 95 yards. Now, Kareem Hunt had two of the touchdowns but he had less carries and less yards than Johnson did. So the Browns are also the NFL's leading team in rushing attempts by an offense. 
For running backs, they're averaging over 31 rushing attempts per game. I don't believe that stops. Now, they get Indianapolis this week, who's been very good against runners this year. But they haven't faced a bunch of tough ones, and the most difficult runner they faced was Dalvin Cook, and he scored in that game. So I think D. Ernest Johnson, if you're hurting badly for a running back because you lost Nick Chubb or you lost Austin Eckler, or maybe you're still reeling from Saquon or CMC or some of those other guys, uh, D. Ernest Johnson is probably one of the more interesting plays this week. I'm going to give a 9% blind bidding recommendation for the third D. Johnson running back in the league. Remember when Duke Johnson was a Cleveland Brown? I bet people are going to get that confused with Duke Johnson. They're going to be like, Duke Johnson's back on the Browns. No, it's D. Ernest. All right, next guy, Damian Harris of the New England Patriots. Uh, He's 23% owned right now. He had 17 carries for 100 yards against the Chiefs on Monday night while Sony Walkman was on the pine. It is worth noting that Rex Burkhead still had 11 carries and a catch in that game. It is worth noting that James White had 10 touches out of the backfield in this game. So this is still a backfield in flux. This is going to be this way all year. But Damian Harris, as the new guy, who only, I believe, was active for a game or two in his rookie year last year and has missed the the early part of the season with a thumb injury, he's the new guy in there, and he deserves some consideration just because... Frankly, he could take this job. We don't know. Maybe Bill Belichick has just been waiting for somebody to take this job, and Sony Michelle's just not good enough, and Rex Burkhead's just a guy, and James White's just a change of pace passing down back. Maybe Damian Harris is the guy. I'll give a, hmm, I think I'm going to give an 11% blind bidding recommendation on Damian Harris just because a running back with a running quarterback, such as Cam Newton when he returns, is usually a good thing to have. And if we see him get 15 to 20 touches per game from the backfield, that's a pretty decent player right there. And the Patriots like to play ball control offense. So it's something that could happen. So uh, let's, let's, let's put a nice little bit on Damian Harris this week. How about Chase Edmonds, who's 33% owned? And I said this all off season. Are we sure Kenyon Drake is good? Like, are we sure? <laughs> Man... You are one pathetic loser. I mean, Cameron Drake. Well, we're waiting. We're waiting. His workload has been there for Drake. 16 carries, 20 carries, 18 carries, 13 carries. He's only averaging 3.8 yards per carry. He only has one touchdown on the season. Now, Edmonds had nine touches last week. Drake had 13. That was a prime matchup against Carolina. Drake did absolutely nothing in that game. Edmonds had a touchdown through the air. He had five receptions. He had 40 combo yards. Maybe this is a scenario where Chase Edmonds starts cutting into that Kenyon Drake workload a little bit more. It got closer to the 50-50 mark last week. Maybe it moves a little bit further that way this week. We don't know that for sure. But uh, Chase Edmonds is a guy that I think is speculative, and if he's not owned in your league, and he's not owned in two-thirds of your leagues, it's probably a time to pick him up. I think it's about a 6% blind bid on Chase Edmonds this week. Final running back I'll mention, J.D. McKissick of the Washington professional football team. He's only 10% owned. And I wanted to mention, 
game script for Washington is very important. And when game script goes south for Washington team, it means a bunch of McKissick and a bunch of gibbage time. That's right, gibbage time. And this week they get the Rams, and I think the Rams are a good enough team through the air that they might be able to get it done on Washington. So I think we're going to have a game script that favors pass-catching running backs again, which means McKissick and Gibbage again. Uh, Five different running backs have caught at least three passes against Los Angeles this year, and McKissick caught seven last week. Seven balls out of the backfield. They don't have a lot of different targets out of the backfield. J.D. McKissick, he's a guy that you could probably only need to spend – one or two percent, and I know Charge calls him J.D. McSucket, but he also used him as a take-a-chance-on-me player one time, so I, I don't get what's happening here. I think he secretly likes him. Two percent on J.D. McKissick. Uh, let's move on to the wide receiver. That's a good time for a sip there, just the sip. Uh, Christian Kirk, 46% owned. I mentioned this on Fantasy Football Weekly last week. And he was kicked to the curb in a lot of leagues due to a very slow first two weeks. He sat out due to an injury in week three. He came back in week four. He was questionable all week. He only managed three catches for 19 yards, but he did score a touchdown in there. His schedule gets absurdly delicious after last week's game. He gets the Jets. He gets Dallas. He gets Seattle. Then a bye week. And then Miami over the next five weeks, he's startable in every game if he's healthy in that Cardinals high-flying offense. And they really should be a high-flying offense. And Christian Kirk is a good enough player. He was their top wide receiver on that team last year. And Kyler Murray was no slouch. Christian Kirk, I believe he deserves 12% of your blind bid if he is available in a league. It probably won't cost you that much but I think that you should throw 12% on him just to make sure that you get him because this is your last chance to get him. He's going to go off against the Jets or Dallas very soon, and then it's bye-bye. You won't have have an option anymore. Let's talk about Tim Patrick. Yeah, that Tim Patrick. Um, He had four catches for 43 yards and a touchdown in the Jeff Driscoll game. He had six catches for 113 yards and a touchdown in the Brett Rippon game. He gets New England this week, then Miami and Kansas City at home. So it's kind of hit or miss on the matchups. But you would think that the game script kind of favors them to pass against New England. They'll probably be down in that game. Against Miami, who's one of the worst pass defenses in the league. And then against Kansas City. You have to pass against Kansas City to just try to keep pace. So Patrick should be in play, and he's kind of been a favorite since Cortland Sutton went down, and he's a favorite of the backup quarterbacks because he plays on that second team. So I think Tim Patrick is definitely worth a shot. 3% blind bidding recommendation. It might cost you a little bit more to get T. Higgins of the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Had two touchdowns in week three, four for 77 last week. Um, The problem is, is the schedule doesn't look that great. His next four are at Baltimore, at Indianapolis, Cleveland, and Tennessee at home. Uh, And I just don't trust the consistency from T. Higgins yet, especially with other targets like Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green available out of the wide receiver position. So I'm only going to put in a 2% blind bid recommendation on T. Higgins. I think he does get picked up this week because he's had two 
fantasy viable games in a row. If you really want them, you're going to probably have to spend like 5%. But to me, I don't like the way the schedule pans out the next couple of weeks. I don't think you're going to end up starting him. And you might be able to pick him up a little bit later in the season after somebody drops him after a couple of poor games against Baltimore Indy. Let's go to the tight end. Mm. Oh, yeah. Bob Tanyan. Robert Tanyan. He's 13% owned. You think that ownership will skyrocket after three touchdowns on Monday Night Football? Well, the Packers are on bye this week. It's It always sucks to pick up a guy who's going into his bye week off the waiver wire. It's going to suck even more because when they return, they should have a healthy Devontae Adams coming back to the Packers offense. And when Devontae Adams is in play, it kind of just works the tight ends out of it. Now, I know he had three touchdowns last week on or yesterday on Monday night, and he had a touchdown the week before. Tampa, Houston, and Minnesota out of the bye. Those are good matchups, but I just think that Adams is going to just take over that offense again, and I'm a little nervous that Robert Tanyan just won't get that workload. It hasn't been something that's in the Packers' repertoire for a long time to throw to the tight end this copiously. I think it was just a lack of other options, really. So uh, when Adams comes back, I don't think it's going to be Tanyan's day anymore. I'm only going to give a 1% blind bid recommendation on Tanyan, especially going into a bye week. You don't like to do that. Uh, Let's talk about the Tampa Bay tight end situation with OJ Howard done for the year with a torn Achilles. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is over-owned for me to talk about on this podcast. He's 72% owned. That means he's available in about a quarter of leagues. If he is, you got to pick him up. It's probably going to cost you... 10 to 15% to pick up Gronk, probably worth it. But Cameron Brait is nearly 0% owned. Now, in the past, Cameron Brait has been an absolute red zone machine. To that point, he only has one catch this year for three yards and a touchdown. It came last week in the same game where Howard went down for the year. With Chris Godwin's status still in doubt, and a lot of injuries to some of the backup receivers that have made them questionable going into games. Also, Leonard Fournette's been injured. There just needs to be more targets on the field, and Cameron Brait's snap percentage will go up now that O.J. Howard is done for the year. And Cameron Brait, a proven red zone target. He's scored touchdowns year after year after year. It'll only cost you 1% to pick him up, but if you're in a speculative league where it's pretty deep and you need to, you need to grab a tight end, uh, pick him up. I'm bidding on him in my Scott Fishbowl team uh, because I think that he's definitely somebody in a high tight end scoring league like that that should be owned. Uh, finally, last guy I'll mention, Austin Hooper. He's back. 47% owned, though. Uh, had seven targets, five catches, and a score last week against Dallas. Now, that's a cake matchup. That's a good matchup for just about anybody. Now, Indy this week, not as good of a matchup and I probably won't recommend starting Austin Hooper in that matchup but do you know what is a revenge game against Atlanta in week six that's as spicy of a matchup as I can think of yeah it's that same Atlanta team that just gave up three touchdowns to Bob Tanyan pick up Austin Hooper it'll cost you three percent stash him on your bench this week especially if you have a tight end that uh, I don't know maybe has a bye in week six Austin Hooper is going to be an absolute stud. He's probably going to get a B grade, maybe even an A grade on Fantasy Football Weekly in week six. 
I think he's a guy that you should definitely pick up. Ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. It's not completely ridiculous. I am the smartest man alive! I sure am. All right, so that's all we got for today. Uh, I'll remind you that uh, the magic uh, promo code is magic. But, you know, you got to the end of the podcast. Promo code might be done by now. Somebody might have listened to it and, and, and cashed in on it in the beginning. Only the first five people to order hats with the promo code magic will get the $5 discount on the hats. And that includes all the shipping and all that stuff. And, uh, uh, yeah, you know, there even might be a surprise thrown in your box. And that's kind of fun. Uh, I appreciate everybody who listens to the show. Please rate and review our show, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way for people to find it. And from the stats, it looks like Apple Podcasts is the general way to go for people to listen to the show. So if you're listening right now, grab your phone, scroll down a little bit, hit five stars on it, say something super polite about me or super impolite, whatever, and uh, you know, submit that review. And I would really appreciate it. it helps people find the podcast. And uh, it's it's you know. It's the, it's the least you could do for me giving you free content here. This part of the content's free. Also, if you want to join Shock Fantasy with a membership, uh, promo code POTATO. I think you heard that in the uh, initial spot for Shock Fantasy that I play before every show. Uh, I appreciate anybody who joins there, too. All right. That's it for today. Um, yeah, at Explosive Output on Twitter, at Shock Fantasy. We'll see you all again for the Thursday night matchup. That podcast will come uh, late Wednesday evening. And uh, we'll talk to you then. See ya.